This is the Place for a Purpose podcast. We want to help you live out what Jesus said was the most important thing you could do with your life. Love God and love your neighbor, including your next door neighbors. So we're going to keep neighboring on your mind by encouraging you with practical ways to connect with those next door so you can live knowing you've been placed for a purpose because your address is not an accident and neither is your neighbor's. Today we want to pause for a moment and ask God to bring gospel renewal to our hearts and to our neighborhoods through a neighborhood-guided prayer walk. The gospel message is one that brings us into a relationship with God. It grows our relationship with God, and it propels us outward into our neighborhoods to help others begin a relationship with God. There is a rhythm that I've found to be especially helpful in seeing the gospel renew my love for God and for my neighbor. This rhythm, simply stated, is a rhythm of repentance and faith. Much like breathing, when we inhale oxygen and exhale CO2, spiritually we inhale, we remember and embrace God's love for us, His kindness and grace, and we exhale, confess and acknowledge our sin. This rhythm will guide our neighborhood prayer walk today as we pray for gospel renewal both in our hearts and the hearts of our neighbors. If you live in a part of the country where it's too cold to walk right now, feel free to use this guided prayer time inside, maybe in the morning when you drink your cup of coffee. Before we begin, if there are any tasks popping into your mind that you don't want to forget, use a note on your phone as a placeholder. Tell your mind that you will get to those things later so you can relax and engage in this moment and on this walk. As you quiet your heart and mind, think of your body as well. Think about where you're carrying your tension. Take two big, deep breaths. Imagine as you exhale some of that tension and stress leaving your body. We are now going to do some deeper breaths. Following a deep breath in for four seconds, we'll hold for four seconds and release for four seconds. And as you take these breaths, we're going to pray a simple breath prayer. This breath prayer is based on Romans 2.4, where Paul reminds us that it is the kindness of the Lord that leads us to repentance. When we inhale, I want you to pray in your mind the kindness of the Lord. And as you hold, hold that word kindness in your mind and heart. And as we exhale, we will pray, leads us to repentance. So again, as you inhale, pray in your mind the kindness of the Lord. As you hold, hold that word kindness in your mind and heart. And then as we exhale, pray, leads us to repentance. Let's try this together. Deep, full breath in. Hold. Big breath out. Let's do it again. Deep, full breath in. 
hold. Big breath out. Walking can serve as an active bodily expression of gospel renewal. As you walk, picture yourself walking toward the love and kindness of God and away from your sin and selfish desires and selfish ways of living. In Exodus 34, 6-7, we read this. The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. The Lord, Yahweh, is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Let's take a moment and focus our mind and hearts on the reality that the Lord says at the very core of who He is, that He is a God who is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. John tells us, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let's take some time to allow God to work in our hearts through the practice of repentance, remembering the entire time that it is the kindness of the Lord that leads us to repentance. We were created to live in a world with no sin pain or brokenness, and our hearts long and ache for that world. We taste in little ways the joys of the kingdom of God, but we experience so much space between what we taste and what we truly long for, the time when Jesus will make all things right. Augustine reminds us that our hungers are not bad, it's just how we choose to fill them. It's just how we choose to satisfy them. And so, we often fill that space and that hunger with stuff, accomplishments, vacations, me time, food and drink, and many other things. 
Let's confess the ways we look for satisfaction in other things and not in Jesus. We were created to find our self-worth and value in the love that our Heavenly Father has for us. That love is meant to ground us and secure us. Often, though, we look to people for approval, to give us that sense of security and self-worth that we're meant to find in Jesus. As we do that, we begin to work harder and harder for people's approval. We may even slowly change who we are or act a certain way around certain people or hide our faith around those who we think would look down on us for following Jesus. Let's confess the ways we look to people for approval and love instead of our Heavenly Father. In Leviticus 23:22, the Lord gives his people guidelines when it comes to harvesting the fruit of their labor. He says, "When you harvest the crops of your land, do not harvest the grain along the edges of your fields, and do not pick up what the harvesters drop. Leave it for the poor and the foreigners living among you. I am the Lord your God." Often we harvest right up to the edges. We don't leave margin in our budgets or schedules for others. We buy into the message of the world that says you'll be happier if you put yourself and your needs first and get what you want now. Let's spend some time confessing how we often don't leave any room in our budget or time in our schedules or attention in our minds for those around us who might be in need or hurting. Let's confess how we fail to give back to the Lord from our time, our talents and treasures, even though he has so generously given us so much. Hear now this assurance of forgiveness of our sins from Psalm 103. 
The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his loving kindness towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. One way the gospel changes us is that it empowers us to forgive others. I am convinced that now, more than ever, one of the most powerful apologetics for the existence of God is forgiveness. When we forgive our neighbors, we go against the cultural current that says those who wrong us are dead to us, and that you don't forgive, you actually hope that they get what's coming to them. Are there any neighbors you are angry with or have had conflict and are still harboring bitterness? Let's take a moment and allow God to bring up any neighbors that we might need to forgive and ask him to work in our hearts to produce the fruit of forgiveness. Let's now spend some time praying for our neighbors. Let's first pray that they would experience the kindness and love of the Lord. Even if you don't know the neighbors who live in the houses you are walking by, you can still pray a simple prayer for them. For example, you could pray something like this. Lord, would these neighbors of mine who live in the house that I am looking at right now experience your love and kindness? Use me to show and share your love to them in whatever ways you desire. Let's spend some time praying for our neighbors. At the heart of the word repentance is this idea of turning away from sin and our own selfish ways of doing things and turning to follow Jesus. It's a 180 degree turn. As you walk, let's pray that our neighbors would turn away from sin and their selfish pursuits and begin to follow Jesus. 
Pray that God would awaken a spiritual interest in them and that they would turn and follow Jesus. Let's now pray for God to renew our neighborhoods. We have sought gospel renewal for our own hearts, for the hearts of our neighbors, and now let's ask God to bring renewal to the neighborhood. Pray for those who feel isolated and lonely to find connection in the neighborhood. Pray for neighbors who have had conflict for it to be resolved. Pray that God would show you what parts he'd like you to play in seeing his kingdom come more and more to your neighborhood. Let's close with this declaration of Jesus' love and forgiveness for us. Hear the good news of the gospel. Believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Christ died for us. Christ rose for us. Christ reigns in power for us. Christ prays for us. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old life has gone. A new life has begun. Thanks be to God. Amen.